Hello, this is Gary. You're listening to Thinking Out Loud. July 17th, 2020. But today, talk more about ongoing developments in the country and whatnot. Just kind of see where my mind wanders. It's a crazy, weird, surreal time. Coronavirus, quarantine, Donald Trump is the president. His niece just published a book. She has a PhD since she's, uh, what was it, a clinical psychologist. Um, you know, for his protesting of, uh, of the systematic racism in this country. Just a lot of stuff going on, kind of all at once. Um, haven't had a chance to read Mary Trump's book yet. Definitely hope to. More like kind of confirming things that I sort of didn't quite have the words for when I was a kid. I just was, you know, going to church every Sunday and then when I was a smidge older, going to youth group every Wednesday and... You know, you would occasionally see him on TV and be like, oh, he he's not a person to follow. You know, just kind of knowing that and understanding that, but maybe not knowing specifically how to articulate it. Um, so apparently it may take, you know, someone that's actually known him personally for decades, um, who has a, you know, is a doctor uh, and to write a full book detailing you know a, a certain level of psychosis in Mr. Trump that might kind of oh okay yeah he's he, he's not good you know we, we gotta find somebody else so I think the, the thing with this Trump situation, is that we have to find a way for people to address the elephant in the room, which is Trump. Forget the letter that's next to his name. Let's kind of put that aside for, for now. Let's put the Trump organization to the side for now. Let's put all the wealth and stuff inside and examine the person, the human being, Donald Trump. Who is he? You know, what is he about? If you take away that wealth, um, Take away that R that's next to his name. What is he? What does he stand for? What is his ethics? What What is his code of ethics, if any? What level of empathy does he have for others? What level of concern does he have for the effects of his actions on others, if any? Um, and it... There's plenty of information and fully available to the public about who Mr. Trump is and, and what it is that he represents. And it's fully available. Um, and it's been known for decades. So he, he's kind of a representation of what, really what not to be in life. You know, he's a man that pursued greed and, and just destruction 
and division and hatred and actively pursued those things. Um, you know, just, he defined the world as winning and losing. And that's how his father presented the world. Um, and that's what he was about. He, he wasn't about compassion or empathy. He wasn't about making the world better. He wasn't provi about providing for others, ever. That was never his thing. He was never about leading, ever. That's not what... He, he was famous, and he had a lot of money. But again, let's take away the money. Let's take away the letter that's next to his name. And, and, and you got nothing. You, you got a very disturbed individual that... Um, you know, needs a lot of help. You know, he, there was, but with this new book coming out and just kind of really filling in all the details, the the basic skeletal, you know, structure, the understanding of who Trump is that's just in the public domain, it should have been more than enough for the vast majority of Americans to understand what it is that Mr. Trump is. I mean, especially if you're going to church every Sunday and such. You're going to church every Sunday, <laughs> reading the Bible, reading the teachings of Jesus. Uh, y y yeah, y you should understand what Trump is even better. You have less of an excuse to be supporting him because um, he's not... A, a follower of Jesus. He's not a person that takes those principles to heart. But obviously, you know, it, it's so clear that he isn't. He doesn't even really try that hard to pretend. You know, the last time he tried to pretend, he um, had his police fire pepper gas, pepper bullets, or pepper spray and uh, rubber bullets on people so that he could walk a couple blocks down to a church that was closed so he could take a picture holding the Bible. Like, he, he's so far off from what the teachings of Jesus are that that's what he genuinely thinks is the teachings of Jesus. Just hold the Bible in a public place but violently force people away from you so that y you can take a picture holding the Bible. It's so blatantly off and like, in, it's not even, it, it's so far removed from what <laughs> Jesus was talking about in, the, in the, those gospels that it's like, obviously he's not. Obviously there's nothing in the Bible that's, a foundational uh, principle in his life and the way that he carries himself day to day, obviously. When someone does something like that, violently pushes people away that are just peacefully protesting so that you can walk down and take a picture holding a Bible in front of a church that's closed and you didn't even get permission to take the picture there. I mean, that that's so blatantly not that it, it's... Yeah, and Jesus would be the opposite. You would meet with the protesters, go r ride amongst with them. Um, you would have the police stand down. Okay, get rid of all your 
violent weapons. Put those down and come and meet these people. Help these people. Okay, help protect them. Your, your job is to serve and protect. You know, <laughs> it's not to beat up um, and throw in prison all these people simply because a, a few people on the edges are causing property damage. Some of these people were throwing plastic water bottles, so we're going to start beating them with batons. That's, that's not acceptable. That's not... And then to try to even pretend like that has anything to do with it or in line with the teaching of Jesus is just kind of... It, it's just embarrassing. It, it's just... I feel sorry for a lot of people that are getting into that mental gymnastics thing, you know, where they they convinced themselves long ago, many Christians in this country have, that in order to be a good Christian, you must vote for the people that have an R next to their name. And they have convinced themselves of this. They believe it to be like an emphatic mandate that you have to vote for people with an R next to their name. Otherwise, you're being a bad Christian. And some of them are vehemently, you know, passionate about that. To the point of saying that if you don't vote for a person with an R next to their name, you're being like a Satanist or something. Like I've literally heard people say that. Or write it in Facebook comments and stuff. Now, whether they're trying to just be provocative is probably the case. Hopefully, you know, they're not genuinely believing that because that's an absurd idea because again to review i've said this in some of my previous podcasts the republican party is the organization that protects the interest of the wealthy that that's what that organization does now yes they do talk about other things in their rhetoric during campaign season this is to get regular non-wealthy people to vote for their candidates. Okay. The primary objective of the Republican Party is to benefit the interests of the wealthy. This is their actual legislative agenda. This means cutting taxes for the wealthy, cutting taxes for corporations, and then also deregulating corporations, which means allowing corporations to have work conditions that are less safe and pollute more easily without expensive costs associated with cleaning it up and such. This benefits corporations. It does not benefit humans in general at all. So the Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. And that, that is their primary focus. That is what they do. Now, unfortunately, there's only two options to what we consider legitimate options. Uh, the main reason there's only two options is because those two organizations are very powerful, have a lot of money, give a lot of money to various media outlets, and so those media outlets only talk about those two options. There's been, you know, two other sort of second-tier organizations that have been kind of fluttering around over the last while, but have never quite made it to a legitimate 
option. And so you, you basically get the two, you get one or the other. Uh, so the, that second tier is the Green Party and the Libertarian. A third tier is going to be like, you know, Socialist Party or the Constitutionalist Party and stuff like that, which are going to be a little bit more extreme in either direction, left or right. Um, it would be nice if there was more organizations that just were focused on protecting the interest of, you know, the, the people. The Democratic Party is sort of the default option for that, but they're not always that because basically it's Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. That's their primary objective. The Democrats' primary objective is, generally speaking, to oppose the Republicans. To basically just be some sort of basic counterpoint to the organization that is almost exclusively focused on benefiting the wealthy. Uh, huge portions of their time, the Republicans, when they are in power, is spent creating tax laws and, and creating legislation that is beneficial to about 2% of the population. Huge portions of their time in office is just spent focused on and, and catering to the group that needs the least level of protection. Uh, the whole point in government is to protect the people, you know, the, the masses, the society as a whole. Uh, but the Republican Party is mostly focused on the people that, that, that have the most level of security, have the most level of protection, and focusing purely on their, their interests and kind of making sure that those people, the wealthiest 2%, can maintain their affluent lifestyle in perpetuity, meaning forever. They can secure it long after they are gone. You know, so things like repealing the estate tax and stuff, a tax on estates worth over five and a half million or 10 million or whatever, some big astronomical amount. Let's get rid of that. Who does that benefit? Wealthy people. And that's it. It allows wealth to transfer from generation to generation. It allows that wealth to grow exponentially from generation to generation with, which, with each subsequent generation doing less and less and less and having a greater allowance for colossal failure. <laughs> and so, hence, Mr. Trump, you know, uh, the, the third in line, you know, his grandfather kind of started and then his father took over and yeah, sort of a long line of sort of sociopathic, vindictive, greedy, ruthless people who had uh, no regard for others and were solely focused on accumulating massive amounts of money at all costs. Donald Trump is the third in line with that. And he got so much money that he was able to sort of <coughs> manipulate his own true story, like while it was happening. Um, and sort of present himself in certain ways and such that he just wasn't, you know. Um, that's the kind of the power of money. You, you can become famous if you want to be, even if there's nothing, you know, worthy of your <laughs> of, of respect and admiration of any kind. Trump just never had that. He, he was just sort of famous for being famous and, you know, kind of, the one thing, though, 
about Trump throughout my entire life. And I've had strong negative opinions of Trump going back a long, long time. But my entire, more than just my entire adult life, like, I was aware of Trump when I was in elementary school. I knew who Trump was before I even knew, had ever heard of Bill Clinton, let alone George W. or Barack Obama. Like I, I was aware of him, you know. And uh, I think it's probably because I did have a, an, a real interest in the city of New York and all the crazy characters and different types of people and the big, vast melting pot that is New York City. So I kind of, you know, just kind of picked up on things that were out and about. And so I, I only realize now that some of the things I just knew about Trump as a young age, a lot of other people from my generation just didn't know. And I, I kind of took for granted the things that I understood about that particular person, Mr. Trump. Like what, what it was he truly represented and how he was not a person to follow or to emulate. Because he, he, he didn't really seem to care at all for others. I, I always remember that image it was on the news once, and uh, he had just, you know, quote-unquote, won another court case. Uh, he had defrauded investors or whatever. I forget why this particular, what that particular case, why people had sued him. Um, there was many times where people did work for him, and then he just refused to pay them or would, wouldn't pay them the right amount or whatever. He did that often, and this was just another one of those times. I don't remember how old I was at that time, but early 90s, late 80s. And, you know, he just had this smug, arrogant smile on his face as he's walking out of the courthouse. He won again. Uh, you know, he defrauded investors. They had to sue him. And then he ends up settling. So he gets the claim to win. But is it really a win? Yeah. Um... And everything about him was just kind of gaudy and weird, you know, selling steaks at Sharper Image, just selling these really gaudy gold, everything, just over the top, look at me, I'm so wealthy, but he doesn't do anything, he just has wealth because he was born wealthy, and it's like, why are we supposed to be impressed, I, I don't get it, <laughs> you know, he's, he's rather stupid, uh, he, he has no shame, He's racist. He's sexist. He's not funny. I mean, sometimes you you laugh, but you're not really laughing with him ever. You know, he's just kind of a he's just kind of a, a douche. But he's got a lot of money. But again, he's got a lot of money because he was born wealthy. The specifics of how much he was born with that I didn't really learn until much later. You know, he was already a millionaire by the time he was eight or nine years old because of the money that his dad was putting in his trust fund. And then all in all, he inherited about $400 million in today's dollars from his father. Not lent, but, you know, given. He didn't have to pay it back. So, you know, I don't really quite know why or how or what happened over the last several decades as to why there were so many people in 2016 that just didn't know what Trump was. It, it, maybe that should have been made more clear as he was 
going along, or maybe it should have just never <laughs> went along, but it's just how our society works. Sometimes if people want to be famous, they just sort of get to be famous, and you, you sort of have to hear about them, and then you, you may not even know why, what it is that they do, you know. With Trump, throughout most of my childhood, early adult life, it was like he was famous. He was a famous businessman, but I didn't really know what it was his business was. And then it was like real estate, but it's like he doesn't build buildings. He, he, he has his name on these big buildings. But then it's like, why is his name good? You, you know, for me, it was always the opposite. If I see a big building with a big Trump on the top, like, this is Trump's building. The media makes me think, well, well I'm not, not going there because that's Trump. You know, that, that, that dumb shit guy on TV. It's always saying stupid shit and racist shit and always bankrupting companies. So it's kind of the epitome of sort of overprivileged, um, coddled kind of dipshit who just fucks around with his money and doesn't give a fuck because there's no consequences for anything. He can just kind of do whatever the fuck he wants and that's just what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Why would I want to like stay there or live in a place that it has his name on it? It's like almost broadcasting that the shit's going to be cheap. Uh, if there's repairs that you need done in your condo or something, he's probably not going to get to it or he's going to cut corners and shit. You know, because he's just an asshole, you know, he would be a horrible landlord. So and then you find out later that, yeah, most of the buildings that had his name on it were really just sort of glorified fronts for money laundering. And the paper trail for that is eventually going to come out and be more descriptive. The, the layers and layers <coughs> and mountains of evidence of how bad and clearly and obviously Mr. Trump was to be put in a position of authority like president of the United States is just going to be so overwhelming, especially through the lens of history. This whole, we as a people are going to be going to be carrying that shame for a while, you know, future generations, people that are not born yet, they're going to look back on this time and they're going to, they're going to, it's not going to look pretty. Because you're going to see the whole backstory. It'll be able to be kind of summarized or something and kind of cut it down. Trump's, you know, 30 years leading up to being president. And it's going to be so obvious that he was not a person that you should put in charge of things. Clear cut. And yet 60 million people voted for him anyway. You know, it, it, it's not going to look good through the lens of history. And it's definitely not going to look good, too, when you see all the mountain of evidence leading up to his presidency. And then you see that, yeah, just day after day after day after day. And then do you, is there a, a dribble here and there of something that is sort of, kind of, at times, if you're maybe not listening too close, that almost sounds presidential at some of his Trump speeches? Maybe, but it was like right off the get-go. <laughs> His first speech as president was like, oh, whoa, 
we're veering off way here. We're, we're, this is going to be a, a weird, just insane trip, this Trump experience thing. Like day one, you know, he lies about the weather. <laughs> it's a gloomy, rainy, drizzly day in Washington, D.C., that January, November day or whatever it was, 2017. And he says it was bright and sunny out. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a sea of empty bleachers as he's walking down the street. There was bleachers put up for people to watch the, you know, the inauguration parade thing. And there's just a sea of empty ones. And this is as he's walking by and it's broadcast live on TV. He goes on and says it was the biggest crowd ever for an inauguration. Just that... Such a bold-faced and absurd, silly and stupid lie that's like, no, it wasn't the biggest crowd ever. Was it the smallest ever? I don't know. Was it in the top 20 ever? Maybe. Obviously, it wasn't the biggest crowd ever. There was a palpable energy in the air, you know, when uh, Barack Obama got elected. You could see a sea of people just to... just. People everywhere. And this is what the camera kind of panned back, and you can kind of like, whoa, there was a lot of people. There was an excitement in the air. The, the gloomy, gray, drizzly weather on Inauguration Day 2017 kind of reflected the mood. There was a probably a, a good 20, 30 million or so people. I bet they were kind of like, <coughs> oh, oops, shit, I didn't think he'd actually win, you know, there are so many people that were just so adamant that I can't vote for Hillary, which is fine, you don't have to, you don't, there's not only two options, silly folks. On the actual ballot that you vote, there's a whole list of names. There's like 10 names on that sucker. <laughs> so if you don't want to, it wasn't Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, you, you know, that there was other people, but there was a lot of people that voted Trump that didn't quite understand that. They're like, I don't want Hillary Clinton, but obviously <laughs> I get it. You don't agree with the politics of Hillary Clinton. She's not your cup of tea and all that. So don't vote for her. That's no excuse to vote for Donald Trump, though. Come on now. <laughs> like, whoa. How did 60 million people vote for Donald Trump in 2016? That's something that's has to be examined, reconciled. We have to come to some understanding of that. Like, what is going on there? How did 60 million people not know that Donald John Trump was a con man? How did they not know that the character he played on The Apprentice was an edited, created character, uh, you know, of him? You know, it's like Donald Trump played himself. But that, that wasn't 
who he really, I mean, it's who he is, but it's a very edited version, you know. So, I, uh, and he was in the limelight for decades. He was famous. But it's like he got so damn famous that people didn't even know what the hell he was famous for. They actually thought he was a successful businessman. Like, no, no. <laughs> successful business people don't bankrupt companies on purpose. Or, you know, just that, that's not... That's not creating business and or bankrupt any companies that do business with them, you know, or have to have their employees sue them because they're not paying their employees. That's that's not a successful business. It's the opposite. That, that's a bad business, one that's you should not invest in. You, you know, a, a business that squanders investors resources for his own personal, you know, allowance that he uses to fly around in a helicopter and buy big boats and then doesn't use it for proper business expenses that that's <laughs> that's not a good business person that that's a bad business but and that's what he was famous for that that's that's why it's so surreal it's why sometimes it's it's hard to even like accept this at times, and then there's this coronavirus. It's like, what? What is this? You know, Donald Trump is the fucking president. The the fucking con man guy, that racist dumb shit. Like, and that's the other thing. Yes, Donald Trump is a racist. That's one of the things he's famous for. He's a famous racist. Y yeah. No, he's not David Duke, the head of the KKK. He's not a member of a hate organization. But it's common knowledge that Donald Trump is racist. It, it, I don't know why people, why are people suddenly like debating that now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you really not know that? How, wow, H how did that get missed? <laughs> it's, that's been known about him for decades. Like, I don't understand such shit. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, that people just didn't know that about him. That, yeah. <laughs> Did you really not know that, that when he paid for an ad in the New York Times demanding that we bring back the death penalty, and he was specifically referencing the five teenagers accused of a crime? I mean, what do you think he was doing there? You know, he was positive they were guilty. 100% positive. The teenagers, <laughs> minors, accused of the crime were guilty and should be sentenced to death. Y yeah. They were minorities. I think there's a couple Latinos and then a few black guys. There's like five of them. Altogether, Donald Trump at the time, this is late 80s, early 90s, whatever the fuck, knew they were guilty. He just knew it. He was 100% positive and even paid to have an ad in the New York Times demanding that we bring back the death penalty. He thought they should be executed. He knew they were guilty in his mind because of what they looked like. <laughs> yeah, he's a racist. He judges people based off of the color of their skin. Yeah.
He jumps to conclusions. He assumes certain peoples are threats simply because they have a darker skin color or something. Yeah, it's called racism. And he's a well-known racist and has been for several decades. I don't know why this is suddenly a debate <laughs> that people are like, oh, he ain't racist. Look at him getting this award back in 1988. It's like, no, man, like the things he says, the, <laughs> the, very, the very genesis of his fame was racism. Refusing to rent condos, sell condos, to minorities and sending minorities to certain sections of towns that were kind of, this is, this is going to be the minority area. Deliberately and willfully doing that. And those people suing Donald Trump and then them settling out of court. That is the genesis of the story, was racism. It was, and I guess, I guess he was somehow subtle enough about it, or maybe just the, the sheer amount of gold that he had and all the toys and shit. Maybe that was enough to, like, distract people or something. I, I don't know how people didn't know and how people today still don't know that, yeah, he's, he's a famous racist. I think it's also one of those things where <clears throat> he's able to have key people here and there every once in a while, just enough for show that are a minority. Um, so that, oh no, see, look, and, and he can like point to some person that's in his organization and say, see, just like at his crowd, he's like, hey, my, my black friend, there, there, there will be a few people that aren't white, you know, at his mega rallies, but you, you, they stand out, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's a sea of white people at, at a Trump rally. I've, I've been to them. Well, I shouldn't say them. I've been to one, and one was plenty. Selling concessions. Selling concessions, a gig is a gig. <clears throat> but it was, yeah, by and large, white people kind of proudly proclaiming their colors, displaying their colors of, you know, MAGA that, and a whole lot of red MAGA hats. And I don't. I mean, my thing, the Trump thing is, I mean, to each his own. If you, if you want to go, maybe not so much during Corona, but if normal times you want to go to a, you know, a, a stadium to see the show, why not? You know, but if you get some sort of cathartic thing out of getting in a big auditorium and listening to Donald Trump, of all people, talk for an hour, all right, whatever. I mean, to each his own. I mean, some people dig insane clown posse. They think they're the greatest band ever. Uh, I, you know, whatever. It's not so much for me, but if you're into it, hey, you know, what you want to do with your time is your time. My thing is more the actually <laughs> sitting down in the voting booth and, and, and actually voting Trump. I mean, it's one thing to go to the stupid rallies, you know, you... You hoot it up and you yell a bunch of stupid shit. You act like an idiot. You know, you dress up in these sort of gaudy political costumes. Just sort of this over-the-top 
absurd patriotism that's like, if anyone ain't at my level, then you need to leave. You know, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just over the top and just kind of absurd. And but hey, it, there's probably something in that to just get out and get in a big group and just act like a fucking idiot. You know, you know, and just chant out nonsense, you know, and then have some kind of weaselly guy come out and say, are you tired of your losing your job because of an open barter? And I mean, if that's... But it, it's it's more like finding a way to kind of just to, to keep it there, though. You know, you, you go to your your rally and you, and you have your fun. You put on your costume, you yell out your stupid shit, um, and you listen to this sort of senile old man uh, talk for an hour. Uh, Mr. Trump will, you know, whatever he'll fucking talk about dishwashers and Joe. But I mean, he's gonna. He's going to be all over the place. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense. But, hey, some people find him entertaining for some reason. Although, it seems more recently, even some of his most ardent supporters, the ones that actually go to his rally, you'll, <laughs> the camera will pan the audience, and they're like yawning and kind of like hanging on their elbows and shit. And it's like, these are his fans? <laughs> like, what is going on, you know? If if the people that are actually supposed to dig the show, so to speak, aren't even digging the show, and they're the only ones that have any sort of positive view of them, what are we doing? Why why can't we just get him, get him out of there now? You know, like, he he's not... Who is it that supports him, like, passionately? Is it really still 40 million? Good God. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope more of the conservative working class people start voting libertarian. Because obviously, um, you know, a, a lifelong Republican is going to have a very difficult time voting Democrat, which is fine. I, I, I'm a leftist, I guess, whatever the fuck that means. But I don't, I'm not really that loyal to the Democratic Party. It's just the main kind of best uh, broad option for a, at least somewhat left, you know, they're, they're having to have a debate within the democratic party as to whether or not Medicare for all will be a primary objective of the presidential candidate. So like, they're not that left. <laughs> they're still debating whether or not they want to do that. Like the, you, you're viewed as progressive if you view life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness as like legitimate, you know, things that we need to preserve. So life, so healthcare and education and stuff like that. Safe roads and bridges to drive on. Things like that. Basic protections of the whole, of, of the people. You know, the, you can't discriminate people just because feel like it or something, you know, so equal protections for all greater rights 
as citizens, as people, as humans, greater focus on protecting this one and only place, Earth, where humans live, at least in this solar system that we know of. So, you know, those are considered like progressive, you know, out there hippie ideas, like focusing on the big picture. That's the funny, ironic thing is, I remember one of my conservative buddies, who's a lifelong Republican, and we used to get into these political debates, sometimes arguments, back in the day, and he was like, the Republicans see the big picture. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how long-term you can, can just focus purely and solely on the wealthiest 2% and not have some sort of backlash, you know? What is the long-term approach, long, long-term, to picking someone like Trump? What are the values of an organization if they say, this guy, Mr. Trump, is our guy? That Access Hollywood video thing, if you were, if you were the mayor, not, not even a mayor, if you, if you were a manager at a fast food restaurant and a video came out where you were bragging about how you sexually assault women, you'd be fired or reprimanded in some way. That video came out before Donald Trump was even elected president, and he still got elected anyway. The Republican Party did not rescind their nomination. They stuck with them anyway. Like, where the... What is the standard? I, I guess that's really the thing. Because we're in this coronavirus thing right now. Donald Trump is just dismissive of, of, of the whole thing. Get back to work. Get back to schools. We've got to open up the schools. Cases are at their high, are now at their highest level. We're sort of entering the second wave. And scientists seem to say that in the fall and winter, that that's when the next wave is coming. So as the wave comes again, Donald Trump wants us all to get to schools where, I mean, it's like, yeah. Trump is just not the guy that's going to get us through this, and that's clear and obvious. So, you know, it would be better if he could just be removed from office, whether it's the 25th Amendment or impeachment again, and kind of expedite it a little bit. You know, he, he's not, not well, and he shouldn't have been ever, A, nominated, but then certainly, let alone, you know, become president. There, there should have... <laughs> There needs to be obviously some. We, we gotta we gotta fine tune some things, you know. Uh, being famous and having a lot of money, and that's it. Should should not be good enough to become president. That there needs to be more. We need to fine tune the qualifications to be president to a little bit, because uh, there are plenty of people in this country that would have done a better job than Mr. Don, Donald John Trump. Um, I know people personally, yes, that aren't even that political, have many that don't really even have an interest in politics in that way, but would absolutely 100% do a far superior job to Mr. Trump. You know, most of the people I went to college with I would say just about any one of my Sigma Nu brothers. For sure. Yeah. Level of just having 
empathy for others, just having concern for others beyond yourself would make a person a better president than Mr. Trump. He's just, it's like the, he's the epitome of the worst type of person to have as president. The only thing that would be worse, I suppose, is because his, his psychosis, is, but he, because he's so incompetent, uh, he's not really a, a, able to achieve the true nightmarish psychosis that, like, say, like a Hitler did. You know, Hitler was like a speed freak and shit and a psychopath that, that, with vast power. And, you know, <laughs> many, many, many people died because of it. Um, Donald Trump, when it appears, although, yes, a psychopath with no empathy for others at all, uh, doesn't do speed or anything like that. Uh, so isn't like a isn't driven in that way. He's just driven by his own ego and what he is perceived by in the public eye. And that, that that's really all he is worried about. What things look like in the presidency. There is no like meat on the bone, like this is what we're going to do for the American people. And here's the thing. Here's the bit of legislation that will, and how it will specifically help. No, that's that's not what he. That's just not what he does. That's not who he is, and nor really does he have any desire to be a person that actually does something that benefits others. It's just not a concern to him. That would mean being weak in his mind. And now, one can get into the debate about what Trump would have been like if he had had a more empathetic father and such and all that. But, you know, Donald Trump did grow up in the 50s. Um, it, that was a long time ago. Um, and so any sort of, you know, I'd, seeing of what Mr. Trump could have been with, you know, a, a more warm upbringing that, that's purely theoretical. And, you know, there's plenty of people that probably, um, you know, had that sort of, cold upbringing maybe but his was maybe just a little bit more of trained vindictiveness uh, that his father gave him a sort of you know the, the killer instinct and stuff the complete opposite of turn the other cheek it's not uh, reaching out a helping hand to people it's more kick them when they're down and 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 he was trained that as a young person Donald was You're trained to be that way and so he, he learned that having empathy for others would be a sign of weakness instead of actually strength, instead of actually like this a sort of holistic strength, instead of a betterment for all, which does indeed also include you in that. He viewed only benefit yourself. Just focus only on that and don't even worry about the consequences of how it, would neg how it could affect, negatively affect others. So, hopefully this, I mean, the, the one thing with the Mary Trump writing a book is that it is a book. Um, how many of the MAGA folk, God bless them, that, you know, are going to sit down and read a book that was written by a doctor 
that's Mr. Trump's niece. And she writes it as really like a sort of desperation attempt. Please, people. You know, because when I, she was on one of the interviews, she was saying how it's kind of like I was with the Trump thing. Like, I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't really wrap my brain around it. You know, I saw the people that were saying Trump and stuff, but I honestly just thought it was just like a shtick, just like a thing they were doing just to try to, like, make, those liberals mad or something, you know, but they, they weren't going to actually go through with it. They weren't going to actually like fill in a, the ballot, an official U.S. ballot, president of the United States. I mean, the Republican Party mailed it in in 2016. They threw out a bunch of jackasses. They didn't even make any attempt to try to appeal to people that aren't going to vote Republican anyway. So they settled on this Trump idiot. They, they, they were mailing it in. They said, we're not even going to try to appeal to people that don't vote Republican. If you vote Republican, you're going to vote Republican. So we're going to just throw out a bunch of dumb shits, and we're just going to pick one of them. None of them are all that inspiring. None of them are going to get any crossover vote, but it doesn't matter. Because it's Republicans' turn to win, so let's just... Let's just pick the most absurd one and see how many Republicans still vote for him anyway. And there was quite a few. Plus people that registered as Republicans because it was Donald Trump. People that maybe don't normally vote. Because their views are kind of out there. They're the kind of people that, you know, think that Mexicans are stealing your job. And that we need to build walls. And that Hillary Clinton uh, should be locked up in prison and stuff. It's just kind of weird conspiracy theory nonsense but some people in america are real susceptible to that kind of shit and they just believe it wholeheartedly there was even a group of people that believed this crazy ass story about hillary clinton running a child sex trafficking ring out of a pizza place pizza parlor it was a story that the Russians made up to try to manipulate Americans, and millions of Americans believed it. After it came out that that was indeed, you know, a made-up story by the Russians, millions of those Americans that believed that story to begin with just kept on believing it anyway, even though it had already came out that the story was made up. They just, it, it fit their narrative better that Hillary Clinton was this awful, evil person. The reality is, she's a human. An alpha female, alpha females intimidate people, especially men, but uh, women as well. You know, it's, she's a strong, powerful woman. You know, uh, she speaks her mind. Uh, she has had success, more success than the average man. Yeah, she's very smart, very accomplished. She's an alpha female. She's you know, in many ways, a, a complete opposite of Trump. You know, she she does have that drive and determination, but it's more of a proven, a proven track record. Mistakes have been made along the way, of course, as we all do. But, you know, apples to apples type thing. Clearly and obviously, Hillary Clinton was the, is, was and is the better human. You know, Donald Trump is, in a, is beyond just a flawed person, you know, he's, he's a real psychosis, you know, and it's only gotten worse with all this power that he has as the president, so, you know, 
there's just, there's so, so much shit going on, you know, um, it's hard to process it all. One thing I like to do to sort of process it, and sometimes I kind of get into some of the different characters and whatnot. I always liked uh, people that did lots of impersonations and stuff like that. So, got a few different characters I do. So, I might be, uh, they might be coming out here every once in a while, you know, seeing what's going on. But, uh, Sometimes it's nice to hear things from like a different cadence or, or what have you, like a different thing with a little bit different sound quality. Sometimes you can say the same message, but if it comes out a little different way, people are able to hear it a little better and understand it a little more clearly. But one thing that is very important over the next few months here is that American people abide by the social distance protocol. That's, what's that mean? That means wear a mask when you're in public. That means if you can't have a mask, at least be six feet away from people and preferably outside. Keep your social circle small. If you got to interact with folk you haven't seen in a while, Gonna have to be through like a screen or something like that for a bit. Now here's the thing: if we all do this for like a little bit of time, relative speaking, you know, in the course of a lifetime, this period of time that you got to just kind of chill out and abide by the rules for just a little bit, it, it, it ain't that long. You know, you're talking like six to eight weeks. You know, a couple months. Wear the mask, chill out, try to just not go out as much, you know, and if you do, just wear the mask. It, the, the whole thing will just start chilling out a little bit if everybody just goes along with it. I, I get that your political views are that the coronavirus ain't real, and that's what you want to believe. Okay, but that's just your belief. So the reality is there's a whole lot of people that have died. A lot of people that got very, very sick, took up bed space. Too many people get sick. Some of them just ain't going to be able to be taken care of. So, you know, let's take precautions, you know, take precautions. Wear the dang mask, six feet, social distancing, and do what you got to do. If you need information about what's going on with the coronavirus, Google Dr. Fauci. Do not Google Donald Trump. Okay, he, he is not a reliable source for just about anything. But he's especially not a reliable source for, you know, scientific information. That, that, that ain't what he does. Okay. He's just a con man. He just says shit. He don't give a rat's ass what happens to others or anything. He He's just worried about getting reelected. Because if he gets reelected, he can't be charged with any of the crimes that he's committed. 
in various states, mostly New York. So, yeah, Donald Trump has to face the music at some time. We can't just keep, you know, letting him delay that just because, well, just because he's currently the president. And just because he's currently the president ain't the reason to just vote for him again. You know, he's already been asked. What are you going to, what are your priorities as president or something like that? And he said, well, I have experience. I, I have, I have experience and, um, you know, experience is the thing. That's the thing with Donald Trump. If, if he comes up with like a, a three or four word syllable word, he'll try to say it a few times just to kind of prove that he can actually say a word with more than two syllables. <sighs> We got to do better. We definitely got to do better. And we can. People just got to wake up. We can get through the souls. If so, that, that's the first thing. Wear your dang mask. Social distancing. Just do what you got to do. And you, you can get through it. It's just like anything else. Sometimes you got to just grind through a thing for a little bit. But then you come out better on the other end. So just do it. The other thing is, in November, when you, when you go to vote, however you do, do not vote for Donald Trump. And that, that, that's it. Vote. Make sure you vote. Just don't vote for Trump. Now, who you vote for otherwise, I don't really give a damn. There's probably going to be plenty of people who will vote for Democrat and so forth. But just don't vote Trump. That That, that is the key. That That's... Does everyone vote for who you want to vote for? Me personally, I'm probably, you know, I'm going Biden because, I don't know, I, I just don't, haven't really seen much about the other ones, but we'll see. I mean, if, if we're going to get to some sort of agreement as a society, sort of meet together, have a preliminary or something, be like, hey, no one vote Trump, Okay. We're not voting Trump. Nobody. Nobody do it. And then, you know, working class conservatives could then go ahead and just vote freely, libertarian or whoever, constitutionalist. The liberals can go ahead and vote freely, whoever they truly want. So Green Party or Democratic Party or whatever. That'd be a fine situation. That might be a little dreamy, though, but uh, you never know. Alrighty, that was 58, 45 minutes there, 58, 45, got to keep it under an hour, so I might be putting up more of these soon, uh, just as it's something to do, and I have a three-day weekend this weekend, so yeah, so stay safe, stay safe, everybody, and um, Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you vote. Stay safe. Drink your water. Get some exercise. This is Gary. Listening to Thinking Out Loud.